Welcome to Literary Carrie Joel for your second episode that will still never be uh, put out there for people to listen, but is still good for me to practice. Thank you for coming on here and talking with me again. I still feel like I don't have a choice, but here I am. You don't really. You're helping me and I appreciate it. And you're here, so we'll just make the best of it. I am here. We have a better setup than last time. Yeah, it's a much better setup. It is. Um, we've gotten... You gotta, you gotta, like, get tea for your guests. You didn't even offer me a beverage. No, but I do have coasters here and a candle here. I'm gonna make it nice and homey for my real guests and friends. I know you live here. You're not a guest. But I know you like you to... You gotta turn down the lights and close the door and set some mood music. Yeah, yeah. You should set some mood music. You should have, like, um... Like, uh, the sounds of nature going in the background. Like... Or maybe some, like, folksy instrumental stuff. I was thinking more like... Crickets? Yeah. <laughs> or thunderstorms off in the distance. Well, that's an idea. We'll put that in the pile for to come back to, you know. You say noodle on it. When it's an idea that you don't want to come back to, you noodle on it. Yeah, I'll noodle on that. Where, where does that come from? I don't know. Noodle Think like it. your brain's a noodle. That's something on TikTok. Like the old noodle. So you noodle on it. Okay. okay. We'll noodle that. Okay. No, noodle on it. Noodle on it. We're done noodling for now. <laughs> okay. We're off to a great start. You're you're con- you're trying to avoid the actual reason. I always avoid the actual topic of what I was brought on. It's my natural politician in me. Yeah, but this is a you like reading, right? You like books. I love books. Well, listen, take this opportunity to talk about it in a relaxed manner okay if you told me that we were coming on to talk about italian food i'd probably find my way to the topic of books eventually would you like to order some italian food did was dinner not good enough for you well we had what what would you classify that chinese stir fry so Let's say, yeah, I had like a, I had like a... Let's, let's circle back. Oh, okay. Look at how I caught you there. Yeah. You almost derailed it again for like the fourth time in the two minutes we've been talking. Did you even tell the people the name of your podcast yet? No, because I haven't had a chance to, thanks to your derailing attempts. Well, welcome everybody to Literary Carry. Literary Carry <laughs> is the name right now that we're working with. And you're going to be talking about all literary things. Hearing Here with Carrie. With That's ca- why with it's me. called Literary Carrie. Correct. It goes, I think it's clever. I think it's clever, too. I just find it funny that on the first episode, I beat you to the name of your own podcast. Well, yeah. This is why I'm practicing. Because you're probably going to be, like, the worst guest I'll ever have on here. Probably the most disruptive, So, yeah. if I practice with you, I will probably be naturally a lot better with everyone else that I have on here. So. Oh, we- shit. This screen is a touch screen? Yeah. That's probably why it paused last time. Hmm. Learn from your mistakes. Keep my hands off the computer monitor. Got it. So, you like to read... Fantasy, mostly, because you read a lot of uh, normal documentation and literature in your office atmosphere for work. I do. Um, so you are into escaping. Escapism, dragons, magic, yeah. space, mm-hmm. time travel, Correct. all of those things. 
Okay. Um, and a favorite book, a favorite fantasy series that you would like to name or recommend? What would be one that you would recommend to someone? Anyone trying to get into fantasy or who loves fantasy already and... I was waiting to see if that was going to turn into a question because it started off as a statement. It did. Now it's just going to stare at you. It did turn into a question. It did. did. An open-ended question. It did. It did. Here we are. We've arrived at the question. And the question is, of course, if I had a book that I could recommend to somebody, what would it be? Fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy series, book, author that you would recommend and one that you enjoy. That's a great question. Um... I mean, you know the book series that I'm reading now. I'm reading Warhammer, but I, I wouldn't recommend that to folks. I think you have to be a very, like, niche reader. Like, so who, do you interest. have anyone in your life you would recommend it to? Uh, yeah. I mean, or is there a certain type of person that you would recommend it to? Yeah, I mean, I've recommended it to a couple people, and I think they've had a hard time getting into it. So, like, I, I've stopped recommending it because I think it's, it's a huge commitment. It's, like, 50-plus books. But also, again, you need to be, you need to have a very specific interest in this world i think so i mean yeah there are people i'd recommend it to that like if they ask for a book recommendation but it's like people who i know play the tabletop game okay so like maybe they would be much more invested i don't know i don't know um other than that i mean i like brandon sanderson the author we talked about that a little bit on the first test run of this podcast episode um i think his stuff is a little more entry friendly i mean you've read some brandon sanderson um right? only one just mistborn yeah yeah and see i've never even read mistborn but i've read some of the um uh way of kings the word word of radiance or i think that's the second one i always get it confused but anyway um other than that there's you've read game of thrones lord of the rings yeah i've read like the what you would consider like the classic fantasy yeah. stuff yeah um i also you know i read I didn't finish. It was a DNR, but I started that Patrick Rothbaus. Oh yeah, DNRs do not resuscitate. Yeah, DNR is a very a very depressing topic. DNF is what we call book you don't finish in the book world. Gotcha. Well, while I was reading that book, I could have had a DNR because I hated it. (laughs) What one? The name of the wind. Yeah, the name of the wind. The one that everyone loves. That is the one that I want to read. read. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna love that book, which is interesting. Hi, Schmidt. Um, so you hated it. What hate? What did you hate about it? Sorry, the the thing kicked on, and I mm-hmm. could hear it through the microphone. Okay, we're still learning over here, folks. Um, I I didn't. I don't know. I felt like it was like. I don't know. I guess it wasn't very. At least where I was in the book, but I had to be at least. 250 almost 300 pages in like you can check my bookmark in it i was close to the end um the author did a great job of like giving personality to the main character but like i felt like there were no other meaningful characters at least to where i had gotten in the book none that i cared about at least and i'm a huge like character driven person Mm -hmm. um he did do one thing that was really interesting that I've never seen done as well in another book, but it didn't really, it's not a reason for me to keep reading, but like I was stressed constantly reading the book because like at the beginning and spoiler alert, if you're going to read this book, probably 
Well, it's a spoiler alert to the sense of, I mean, I have to say he's poor. He's a poor boy. Oh, okay. He's a poor say, boy. Don't ruin no, it. No, even... no, it's just like he's like growing up on the streets. Yeah. So like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so he's growing up on the streets. So he's poor. He doesn't have a lot of money. And the author just does a very good job of always making you understand how little money he has. Like, in the sense of not reminding you he's poor, but, like, reminding you that, like, he stole three shillings yesterday and he spent a shilling and a half on food. So, you know, you he has a shilling and a half left and here's how much a shilling and a so half So you were, buy. like, doing math a lot. Yeah. Okay. Like, the author That's does a really enjoyable. good job of, like, and then, like, he gets pickpocketed by another thief and the thief stole, like, 25 of his shillings or whatever. And you're like, shit, this guy has, like, six shillings left. I'm going to feed him for, like, a day and a half. Like, I was stressed. I was like, I don't... I'm stressed about rent tomorrow in the real world. I don't want to be stressed about this boy having a cop... Like, he did it well. Better than most other authors. Because, like, most authors will be like, the boy was hungry and the boy was poor. And you're like, okay. Sure. But, like, this author had me stressed. I was like, shit. Cod cod costs a shilling and a half, and he has a shilling. And that's interesting, because you didn't finish the book... You don't like the book. You didn't like the no, book, but no. it left that impression on you, which is still a sign of a well-written book, I, w- I would say. Uh, he, he could accomplish that one thing very well. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in Goodreads like it a lot, but I, I did not enjoy it. I'm looking forward to reading it, even with you telling me about it, but it makes me interested in the different perspectives that you can have on fantasy worlds. Any right. books in general, but fantasy worlds, worlds in particular... Um, it didn't feel very fan- fanatical to me. Like it felt like he was in a kingdom. He was like it felt like I don't know. Like he was like the King's Landing of their universe, right? And he was like a poor little wretch. And for like ninety percent of the two hundred and fifty pages they read, he was just poor and having to like scrounge by. And like things were happening, but too slowly. By the time he got to the magical kingdom, it was like quasi Harry Potter. It was over. <laughs> Gotcha. There you go. All right. Okay. So you also mentioned Brandon Sanderson, who you very much enjoy. I do. Uh, which leads me to the question, do you enjoy having no romantic interests in books? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I actually don't think I like romantic interests in books. Um, a lot of tropes that come around that. Name three. No, I like damsel in distress is like a trope. That, that happens all the time, and, like, even though authors kind of, like, Interesting do a good that job. that was your first one that came to mind. That's a trope. That's, like, a it huge is. trope. Can you name two others? Um, I'm not testing you. I'm just curious to see what three come up first in your brain. Well, it's, like, the love triangle. That's another okay. huge trope. Yeah. Or, like, the love square, where there's, like, multiple people, and, like, either the boy or the girl is in love with multiple of the other main protagonists, right. and then they're all, like, and that's what divides them or something. Or brings them together in the end. Did you ever read Hunger Games? Um, I read the first one, but I had read Battle Royale before I read right. Hunger Games. And Is there I... a love triangle in Battle Royale? Oh God, I'm sure. Yeah. Just wondering. Yeah, you know, it was a long time ago when I read that book, but I read it. I read it in middle school, and I was telling all my friends about it. I was like, I think I checked it out from the library. Actually, I think they had it at the library in Beacontown. Um, when I was in middle school, and I was telling all my friends, like, oh my god, they're on this island, and they all have to, like, kill each other, and they're high school students, and it's really cool. And then Hunger Games came out, and I was, like, telling everyone and their mother that, like, what's her name? Susan Collins? Mm-hmm. Straight up copyright infringed this Japanese author. Or, I don't know, I shouldn't say Japanese. Asian descent author. It might not even be an eight. Yeah, it definitely was, actually. It definitely was because it was translated into I appreciate into your effort to be inclusive and politically correct. I'm trying hard. Um, but, back but, to but, the... 
No, seriously, like, this person straight up stole the idea. And I, Susan Collins to this day is like, no, 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 I never read Battle Royale. I You're telling me all the copy, like, like the people at, like, pub, like publisher, not publisher's clearing It's been Harper 12 Collins. years and he's still very passionate about I this. am passionate about this because I feel like people came up with a good idea and someone blatantly confident and got more rich and successful because of it anyway. Well, yeah, really that am. happens a lot in the publishing, in, in the book industry in general. Yeah. Um, we don't stand for it. I appreciate your stance on that. Okay. But uh, back to the romantic interest oh, right. in books. Yes. I, I, it's okay to get off tangent. I'm just bringing you back. You're doing a great job bringing me back. Um, I read, have only read one Brian, Brandon, I always say Brian. The, yeah, I always get that confused. He's a Mormon. Right. He I teaches at Bear Brigham Young. Right. I completely, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not go into reading Brandon Sanderson if you want, as the book talkers say, smut or spice, no, no. obviously. There uh, are romantic interests in his books, but they're like super muted. It's they're like, very it's like PG. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you know that this person's interested in this person, but like it goes no further than that. Like, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I appreciate, and it's funny because I love a romantic love interest or relationship teased throughout a series just as much as the next girl, but I also really like uh, Branton Sanderson's way of writing this huge world and character development um, without that sort of cheesiness that can sometimes find its way in there with uh, romance. Mm -hmm. So I was just curious if that was something that you were adamant about whether it was a yay or nay um yeah no i don't i don't need it it's i just i don't need it there's other things that i find more interesting than romance and obviously a big chunky book doesn't intimidate you or the length of a series no i'd rather get invested in a series than read a standalone i i find it hard to like a standalone's fine but like i want to get lost in the universe and i feel like if i'm only lost in that universe for a day then it's not worth my time I'd rather, like, have it be a commitment to it. And that's it's another point that I, I like to ask because some people like one or the other, and I actually like both. I really enjoy the length of a, you know, a long series or the short-term commitment of a standalone. Uh, I really like the appeal that both of them have, and some of the ones that I've read recently... Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab is only three books, but they get a little bit longer every time, which I very much enjoyed because as I was reading, I got even more invested in it. And it was great. Oh, Come here, buddy. You want to be on Literary Carry? Schmidt. Say hi. Say hello to all your listeners, your fans out there. Say hello. <laughs> I want them to meow right now. Like yeah, friend. right. That was pretty that good. That was pretty good. I think it He's it not up. even right next to it. That's how loud he is. But I also read the the Priory of the Orange Tree. Remember that big chunky yeah. orange book? Yeah, that that would be different. I would be willing to get into that. That was like a thousand pages. Maybe one thousand. It was actually less than it was between eight and nine. That's still that's good. It doesn't seem that big to me. It's, it looks big. It is big. It doesn't. I read the stand and I read um, Outlander, the fifth book this year. Right. And then I read another, like, thick one. So, like, eight to nine hundred pages doesn't sound thick to me anymore. When say, I, say thick. 
can hear like pubble the K yeah. <laughs> at the end. Yeah, you were like, it's, it didn't seem thick, thick to me. Oh man, um, tell me about another series that you love besides uh, the Horace Heresy. Oh God, um, well that's good. actually it's a series that I picked up again recently. You know this, I've been reading it on my Kindle, but I read yeah. it back in middle school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for for people who like may have read his more popular series, it's Darren Shan. Um, and people probably read his more popular series when they were younger, which was the Cirque de Freak series. And when they were younger, when did these books come out? Oh, I don't know, probably middle school. But in terms of years, like we don't know how old you are, so like what years? Early two thousands. So in nineteen ninety four, I was born. I was a wee <laughs> lad, and. Joel. <laughs> you usually enter middle school when you're like, what? 11, 12, 12? I don't know, something like that. So it's probably like 2006? Okay. Uh, yeah, 2005, 2006. Thanks. That's all I wanted to know. I just had to work through that. Okay. And now people also know a little bit more about me. So The more you know. The more you know. Knowing's half the battle. G.I. Joe says that. Okay. Um, Tell us about the series, because it's it's super, it sounds so cute, so interesting, and I'm going to read it at some point. Well, it's not Cirque de Freak. Cirque de Freak was his more popular series. Uh, that was, like, the one that, like, I think, it had to do with, like, a vampire. The, verse, the first one was called, I think, Vampire's Assistant. And, like, it's about this, like, traveling circus that goes around, but really, like, the traveling circus is, like, led by a vampire, and, like, there's a bunch of magical beasts and stuff like that. And then this, like, normal every average everyday boy gets swept up like in the circus and ends up becoming a vampire and i think becoming like the vampire's assistant or something and it like it went for 13 books i never read them all i read like the first three and then i kind of was like yeah but darren shan the author wrote another series and this was called the demata series which is probably looking back was probably one of my favorite series growing up um, you know, I read I read Harry Potter. I didn't make it past book five. I, yeah, I'm not being honest with the audience. I got to Order of the Phoenix. It was boring. I was like, oh my lord, I, I just couldn't. Uh, back to Demonta. Are you think I'm upsetting your audience or am I derailing? You're derailing, and I don't want to hear you bashed Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm not bashing Harry Potter. Order of the Phoenix was a terrible beginning. I know. Book. Okay. Anyway, I'll die on that hill. Um, so Demonte, getting back to the Demonte series. So, uh, the first book's called Lord Lost. It's a really cool series. Short and skinny of it is this boy and his family have a curse on them. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. To break themselves of the curse, the family has to routinely battle this demon named Lord Loss. And if they win, then they're free of the curse. And if they lose, then bad things happen. Um, but it's, you know, it's demons and like blah, 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 blah. And even though it's YA, it's definitely more mature YA, not because of like smut or like, you know, language or anything. It sounds but more like because violence. of violence. Yeah. 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 It's like very like graphic scenes and like they go into like what is, you know, a version of hell. So you would recommend it to an adult, even though it's a YA? Uh, yeah. If you're looking for something to get lost in where like the reading level is definitely... You know, they're not using big words. The language right. is like you could read through a book in two hours. Like it's fast paced, super fast. You can read through it really quick. And like some of the dialogue is a little cheesy because it is YA, but um, the characters are good in my opinion. Um, 
there are a little bit of twists and turns. I love that every book is set from a different perspective. Not mm. every book. Um, there's that, three main characters. And that's a common commonality that you have with a couple of the series. Yeah, like you, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I love that it switches perspectives. I think I get bored when it's the same character for 350 pages. I agree. I like, I'm like, I know this person by now, and I'm starting to guess how they're going to react to things, and like, I don't like that. I know, I can get really annoyed. Look at Twilight. Right. Bella, I wanted to strangle, because I was so over her. There was her. a love triangle there, wasn't there? There was. Wow. Oh, I know. Anyway, uh, so you like different perspectives. Were you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Jacob. On national radio, you're going to admit that? Yeah. I'm not still Team Jacob. He. Kinda... You know who I was? Uh, You were probably Charlie. I was Team Charlie. <laughs> Looking now, like, I'm even more Team Charlie. Oh, now. But, like, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, Bella, you should listen to your father. Like, he has your best He was the coolest heart. one. Charlie is the coolest character. He's the coolest dad. I mean, his daughter just turned into a vampire, and he's all of a sudden got this 12-year-old granddaughter. And, like, he just is like, it's okay. I don't, it's fine. He's just totally chill about it. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Anyway. Anyway, uh, he, I agree, though. I like the different perspectives the different i even go as far as to see different timelines and get different perspectives some people oh, i like that too really yeah and both of my like my warhammer series is all about different perspectives and timelines it jumps around the timeline all the time um i like different perspectives of the same event from different timelines like from different points in time that's cool and then the demonta series it, it hops from present day which was you know mid 2000s slash early 2010s to the 1970s i believe for one of the characters and then all the way back to like 800 bc for one of them or maybe it was like 800 ad i don't know something like that but it was like a way way back in the past so yeah i like different different characters a different perspective it keeps you like and like yeah you get a favorite but you also like don't have to spend as much time with one if they're not your favorite. Like, I wouldn't have read the whole book or the whole series if it only followed the the character who's known, known as Grubs. And plus, you it, it allows you to get exposed to a lot of different characters, and you end up might you might end up rooting for different right. characters and looking right. forward to it, and you keep reading it because right. you want to get back to that character's perspective. Right, right. exactly, exactly. Um, do you do a lot of the books that you enjoy have a nice tidy wrapped up ending or do they really leave you hanging and do you prefer that you're left hanging and to interpret theories on your own or do you want to immediately know what's just going on and have it wrapped up somewhere in the middle i mean i don't know i don't think i can be on one side or the other there i like a clean ending in the sense of i don't want to I don't want there to be too many questions. I don't want it to be a lazy ending, but I also like having a little bit of theory play in there. Like, oh, like I wonder why like they did this at the end. Right. Um Yeah. I What about you? I definitely prefer <clears throat> I'm the type of person that gets anxiety from the unknown things. Oh really? Yeah. Well, no, I know that in everyday life. Yeah. You don't like sitting down after and like Googling stuff? I, I totally do. But I, I'm, I'm so afraid to ruin something good that if I don't have, like, for instance, A Dark Shade of Magic, I read the first one. I forgot my wine. Keep talking. 
I'll be right back. <laughs> you want me to just vamp? Yeah, just keep going. Okay. Um, keep going. I don't know what to say when you're not here. I could talk about my cats who are keeping me company even though you left right now. And I'm still just talking to myself. That was rude. That was, that was not rude. That was rude. I'm glad that you have your wine. Here's a coaster. Clearly, I'm, I'm covering all the bases here for our audience. All right. Daddy's back at home. <laughs> so, um, I just, I keep coming back to A Darker Shade of Magic, and I really want you to read that series. I will never, ever stop being uh, amazed by the fact that you thought V.E. Schwab was a man. Yeah, just listen to the name. Sounds like a man's name. It's, it has nothing to do with like. There anything. are letters and then last name. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm not saying that you. Sounds like a badass. Could be a badass woman. Yeah. But like I just assumed. Assumed incorrectly. She's become one of my favorite authors now. Um, between Addie LaRue and A Darker Shade of Magic. And I read her first, her debut novel, in The Near Witch. But I keep coming back to A Darker Shade of Magic because... That was the one with the different Londons? Yes. Yeah, I read that. I, I like, picked that up in Barnes & Noble like before you even started a bookstagram. Oh, yeah. Like, you've, you've known about that one well before me. Yeah, and I've always thought it sounded interesting. I've just never gotten around to it, I guess. It's I, I'm sure I'd love it. It's intense in the sense of... It's a cool magic system, right? Yeah, very yeah. easy to understand, but still intricate. Right. Um, very immersive world building but still amazing character development and the switching of perspectives right and she even makes the villain likable and unlikable at the same time oh which... see i like likable villains i like villains where like you can get behind whatever they're trying to do and that's exactly one of the, the one of the uh things that she wrote she makes up she has a big bad villain in that one and also a villain that's more on the level of uh the main character's capabilities and magic level and whatnot. But anyway, she, the second book in that series, you're left on, I have never read a book and been so anxious to get the next one because I was so, uh, I was anticipating what the first pages were going to be because you were left in the middle of this crazy entanglement. Um, was it a cliffhanger or did they like stop like mid battle? It was, you basically stopping. Oh, that's yeah. lazy. It wasn't. That's lazy. It wasn't. It wasn't like mid fight. Oh, it was well, like I said mid battle. Well, it's like mid event. There was a lot happening and like done. Right. But it made for the most amazing first two hundred pages yeah. of the third book in the series because like there was still so much happening at the end of the second. That'd be like me stopping the Super Bowl in the third quarter when like the play, like the game is tied. Like, of course, people are gonna be excited to watch, come back and watch it next week. Nah, it's never the case where you get two good football games in a row or two fo good Super Bowls in a row. No, I I know you like it, and I'm glad you do. I remember I remember how excited you were to read the third one, and I know it's your favorite. I think three books is like the perfect amount um, length for me, and yeah. I mean I obviously read Harry Potter. Twilight, Aragon. I'm reading Outlander, which is like nine books. Right. Um, but three books seems to be the the nice 
safe spot for me where I, I'm I'm pretty content. You know that TikTok trend? Am I the drama? Like that sound? Yeah. Am I the drama? Yes. Just going back to the villain thing earlier, I haven't read a book in a while that made me think. Uh, there's and there's been a couple. Don't ask me which ones because like, I would probably wouldn't be able to name them. But there have been books where like I've felt as if the villain's mission is justified enough, and that's difficult to do. But like where I pause and I'm like, <gasps> am I the villain? Ah, right. Yes. That's and that's like a cool thing for an author to be able to do, like to like. Oh, then this is going to become a podcast of me just convincing you every week to read A Darker Shade of Magic by Dee Schwab. Really? Why? Is one of the characters trying to bring back their London? Is that it? Did I freaking guess it? Did I freaking guess it? <laughs> Did I freaking? Who are you? <laughs> Am I B.E. Schwab? <laughs> With an alias like that, I could be. I could have written the whole series. It wasn't an alias. Her name is Victoria. Oh. <laughs> but it was like, remember like a series of unfortunate events? Let me not, snick no, it. No, <laughs> no. That guy was written by a guy named like Bob. I don't know. I could have been Lemony Snicket. No, Victoria Schwab is what her YA novels are written under. B.E. Schwab was what she wrote her adult novels, but she is now actually uh, putting them all under the name B.E. Schwab. She's not doing Victoria anymore. I didn't, I didn't, I guessed it, though. No, you didn't. You did not guess it. He's trying to save whoever this villain, he or she, is trying to save their version of London. I'm sure of it. It's not which that. Like, it's not like, that simple. It's okay. really not. Okay, okay, okay. Because here's my thing, and I'm gonna relate it to a, a movie, not a book, because of the simple fact. That Have I many, seen the movie? Yes, of course, everyone has. That's why I'm using this movie, Black Panther. I feel like even a lot of people who haven't seen the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe have seen Black Panther. I, I hope so. Black Great Panther movie. Person. Killmonger. Everyone was like, I can see where he's coming from. Of course you can. It's too easy. Like, it's like, oh, they're, oh they're fighting for Oh, my God, their... you hipster. No, I'm not a hipster. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're trying to fight for their son or daughter, like uh, like Sandman. Of course. This kid has cancer or something like that. Yeah. He's going to fight You're... for him. Okay. That, that's you switched over to Spider-Man villains. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not switching too fast. The folks at home understand what I'm saying. Oh, yes, they do. They I'm side sure. with me. They do. Okay, here's the thing. I want a villain that's relatable for a cause that I can get behind, but it can't be something that's so easily troped, such as, I need to save my family, I need to save my city, I need to save my... Because at the end of the day, those are easy. They like, are. I could write that. And based still on what you're telling me right now, I'm going to name this podcast. Joel will keep being a guest on this podcast until he reads A Darker Shade of Magic. I'll pick up the... Dar- I have... I'm finishing Mechanicum right now, and that's all I'm reading. So after I'm done Mechanicum, I will read the first... I'm just saying the villains and the good guys stories all really take you down a a place that's good. Some of it expected, some of it unexpected, but overall just a really cool journey. So that is my piece that I will end us with today. Oh, come on. I'm having fun. I thought you wanted me to keep this at 30 minutes. Yeah, I thought originally, but you know what? We're actually having fun. Although, I can keep talking. Do you want to go get a little bit more wine? Okay. I'll go get you more wine. You you vamp now. It's your turn. Vamp? That's what, I don't know. I thought it was called rant. No, vamp. Like, you're making things up kind of on your own, like... <laughs> oh, easy. 
Okay. Like you're vamping, like you're. Yeah. So there's this really good show that I would recommend that anybody who's watching me go go watch. So there are two guys that I like a lot. They're called Ryan Bergara and Shane Minet. Uh The Blackberry one, please. Um, so they used to be on a BuzzFeed original show, which was BuzzFeed Unsolved. You probably remember BuzzFeed. They were that website that everyone always used to post all the lists, like top 25, blah, blah, blah. Well, they also did videos, and like most of them were really lame. But they ended up doing this show called BuzzFeed Unsolved, and there was a true crime version for all you true crime fans out there, and then a supernatural version for all those ghost hunters out there. Well, anyway, they do this show now. They're, they're not with BuzzFeed. They're with this series called Watcher. Um, Watcher, like W-A-T-C-H-E-R. Find them on YouTube. Ryan <laughs> Ryan Bergara and Shane Minet. And now and, it becomes a podcast where Joel endorses Watcher. Right. I'm hoping Ryan and Shane out there hearing this and toss me a little bit. <laughs> they're going to hear And this. Steve. Steve, I got you too, buddy. Right. Steve and Lynn. Steve and Lynn. Um, But, uh, oh my God, I just thought about it. We're both the bartenders. Like Steve Steve and Lynn is the bartender. Oh, yeah. You got yourself your first glass of wine. I just got you your second. Yeah. This is kind of like too many spirits. And we we could. So anyway, that was the show I was trying to tell you all to watch. So go to YouTube, Google, or search, not Google. Go to YouTube and search Too Many Spirits. I think T-O-O. Joel's had Too Many Spirits. Too Many Spirits. <laughs> it's really funny. They sit around a campfire, they drink drinks, and they tell ghost stories. Anyway, that's all. I had no problem vamping while you were gone. Well, aren't you special? I'm a little tipsy. Okay. Yeah, that first bottle that you had was 11%. Okay. Happy New Year's, everyone. We are recording this currently on New Year's Day 2022, welcoming the new year with Literary Carrie. Um, I think we're going to probably make, I really think that 45 minutes will be a good, a good time limit for this podcast. Again, this is a test episode. I have my husband here with me, who's been great talking about all things fantasy and enjoying his wine, which is great wine. It is very good wine. Um... So, I guess what I'd like to continue talking about, you know, we had a pretty good series series of discussions on A Darker Shade of Magic, and, you know, the DeMonta series, right? Did I get that right, DeMonta? Yeah, I believe so. I've never really checked, but, (laughs) yeah, that's how it's spelled. It's like like demon and then ATA, DeMonta. So, and that's a series that you really want me to read at some point, right? Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. And Dark Shade of Magic is a series I really want you to read, not only because... We should trade off. I'll read the first one if you read the first two. And it's on your Kindle, right? Yeah, because the first two in my series are, like, equivalent to the first book. Probably three to one. Yeah, I was gonna say... Although the third one in this series sucks, so I should read the first two. I could do that. Um, Speaking of, you you use a Kindle now. You didn't use one previously. How do you like reading uh, your fantasy... Here's DeMonta series on your Kindle. I enjoy it. It's uh, it's not like a fancy one. I got it from a used store out in Nashville when we went on vacation in Nashville. It's a Kindle paper white, right? It's like the ones with the digital ink, so it doesn't have like a backlight or anything. It's like the digital ink version. It's really easy on the eyes. Yeah. Um, it's really easy on the eyes. It's got a super long battery life. Doesn't have a touch screen. So that's a... I thought I would be more annoyed by it, but I'm not. That reminds me now. I should... 
I listen to a lot of audiobooks mm-hmm. um, of physical books that I own mm-hmm. um, because I've, I've, I've grown to really know that I... <laughs> I'm just testing I know, line. that sounds really cool when you smack oh, your lips it? like that. Actually, it's very interesting noise it's making. And a little annoying. Oh, okay. But I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and of course, you know, over the past year, I play my Harry Potter game on my phone. While, Harry Potter Puzzle Paths. Yeah, while I listen to audiobooks. It's the perfect, I don't know, way of making my brain focus on the book. Um, and yeah. I've just thought of it now that I'm staring at my phone sometimes for an hour playing yeah. Harry Potter. And listening to my audiobook. I really should put on some blue light glasses. Yeah. And we have some. We do. And I just realized that that... Why didn't I think of that sooner? Well. Well, I'm thinking of it now. (laughs) Have you ever... uh, Speaking of audiobooks, have you ever listened to an audiobook before? I have not. Well, I mean... Yeah, I have. From start to finish, no. But I've, like, started them. It doesn't... Have you really? In the car, yeah. I just, oh, like, yeah. I can't focus. And that's why... People are like, oh, try listening to them out on your commute. Well, I don't have a commute. And then they're <laughs> like, well, try listening to it when you go on long road trips. I'm like, okay. But if I'm going on a long road trip, it's for one of two reasons. Vacation or work. If it's a vacation... But we we listen to podcasts on the road when we go on car trips. Yeah, self-contained ones that I can finish in the drive. Right, that's the thing. Like a podcast, like a podcast is usually like I'll commit to a podcast because like I'll, I can start it and finish it in the drive. An audiobook, more often than not, like you're gonna get to your destination before the book is over. Oh, and I really hate. I don't. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I hate listening to them in the car because I hate ending mid chapter. Right. I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. It bothers me. So, I don't really listen to audiobooks in the car but we listen to a lot of podcasts which is what i hope people will do when they listen to this podcast yeah hopefully um what's the name of it again literary carry literary carry. i think i'm gonna switch my instagram handle to that really yep it's not gonna be carrie's book nook anymore no literary carry i hope no one has it already <laughs> i'm sure there are but it's probably spelled like i'll do like an underscore or something you know with your spelling of your name i'm sure you're safe it's probably like a literary K E R R Y. Yeah, that's not how you spell your name, but that's right. that's the appeal to it. Yeah, it's unique. So you typically also, and I obviously you're my husband. I know mm-hmm. what you read. Mm-hmm. You also find yourself interested in like war history, but like. Fictional yeah. retellings, almost, of factual events. Of course. Um, like, fictional, you mean? Well, yeah, what's yeah, that? Yeah, like, it's like historical, yeah, it's like historical fiction, kind of. But, like, it's, it's like, blended in realism. It's like a real historical event. Yeah, like, I don't know from why I blanked a... on the genre title of historical fiction. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, but it's not even historical fiction, though, because it's, like... It's weird, because most historical fiction, correct me if I'm wrong, is, like, a historical event, but with fictional characters in a world 
Is that typically or no? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's most. I I I'm not an expert in those statistics, but I would comfortably say because I've read a lot of historical fiction that it is real events based in your experience in 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 with fictional characters. Right. There are well, that's real events with real people that they're making up their yeah journey to those events. That's my that's my sort of historical fiction. That's what you like. Yes, gotcha. Like, I don't want to read about a made-up person during a real event. Like, to me, I'm kind of like, eh. But I do like when it's a real event that, like, is more memorable. Like, I don't know, Civil War, for example, which is, like, the book series that I think you're referencing, which is the Jeff Shahara ones, which are... um, The first one is... uh, I think it's Gods and Generals. Yes, yes. It had gods in it. Yeah, but it's, like, Fallen Angels is the second one. I always get the ones confused. Yeah, it's, like, Gods and Generals. Fallen Angels is the one that won the Horse Heresy books, too, isn't it? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Fallen Angels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's also a Horse Heresy, but I'm pretty sure. Hold on. We're going to search. Go ahead and think for a second. (sighs) I used to only... I used to not only... I used to mainly read historical fiction, actually before the pandemic and i really read that much historical fiction was one of my favorite genres gods and generals second book the last full measure no it is it's killer angels i was pretty darn close yeah that is good that's pretty close so it's gods and generals killer angels and the last full measure measure which is, it's it's uh, historical fiction set around the Civil War where they follow characters like Robert E. Lee and um, Sherman and others that I should probably know. There's this guy from Maine who was like a professor at a college, I think at the University of Maine, and he ended up joining the Union Army. Anyway, make a long story short. Yeah, it's pretty cool because it's like these people actually existed and it's all based on historical like they were at this place at this time. Like maybe they were at Gettysburg, right? And they you knew they were there and this is what they were doing, but you don't know what they were doing at every minute of the day. So this author kind of uses their best clues based on historical evidence to like say, well, he's probably meeting with his aid to camp and, and sending I, out messages and, and i love that these types of books really leave you thinking about them because you're like this could have happened i wonder if this is what really happened right obviously we will never know right but i think that's so cool mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun you've been a great guest on here today are you having fun yeah i'm having an all right time <laughs> Can't wait to record my fantasy football podcast. You can totally do that uh, based on the schedule around when I record <laughs> Literary Carried. It's literally just going to be me. I'm not even going to have guests on. You could talk with me about it because I'm in our fantasy football's championship and you're not. The first I think that I... makes me a very qualified guest. <laughs> the first question I would ask you is who is on your fantasy football team? Uh, who was on my fantasy football team? Could you recite your whole roster? No. Not not your bench players. Just oh, the people my starting? Yeah, who are I might starters? be able to get... How many of them start? Uh, I don't know. Just try. Start okay. with your quarterback. Who you got? Josh Allen. Yep. Wide receiver number one? Uh, Stefan Diggs. Nice. Number two. Plays for Carolina. DJ Moore. Nice. Running back number one? Oh, Terry. Swift. <laughs> 
Actually, I would consider, yeah, RB2. They had so many injuries. and Place for Green Bay. Oh, Aaron Jones. Nice. <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember my own roster. Yeah, I, that's what I and mean. I you made made the, the yeah, you made the championship. <laughs> Fantasy football is a sham. People. Well, this is not football or carry. This is literary carry. I'm going to stick to books because that is my area of expertise. Fair enough. I'm going to be the hardest guest you have this whole time. I know. And you, All I'm... the others will sit quietly. And they will like, and they're gonna look at me to like keep this going, and I. That's why I. You are very difficult because you want to take control from me to do your own thing, right? And I'm not gonna have to do that with anybody else. No, you've had to wrestle that control with this like eight times, right? Easily, but I've also had to bring you back, which. It's been good. Which you've done a good job. Which is also good to help me practice, like making sure I keep. The, the conversation going with yeah. other people. Yeah, you've also straight up, like, cut me off, which is good. I've noticed it a couple times, and, like, not even in a bad way. I'm, hey, like, I'm like, good for you to cut I, me off. I don't mind cutting people off. Um, I don't like being cut off personally. Right. Well, no one does. That's why at first I was offended, and I was like, yeah, shit, I was... You I, were... I didn't shut up. No. You were go- I, was, I was glazing over. I was like, oh, shit. It's been, like, almost a minute. I have no idea what he just said. So, yeah, I don't mind cutting you off, especially when it's about books, because I... Well, Carrie, we're at 45 minutes <laughs> here, <you>. so... <laughs> so I think we should wrap what this up. What are we up. at? We're at 4520. Oh, okay, good. So that's perfect. All right. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. You've been thanks great. For, thanks for inviting me on. I, I, I'm glad I had a choice in being here. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell my agent next time to double check before they put me on a show. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good show, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. You'd do it again, wouldn't you? Can I talk about Ryan Bergara and Shane Midday somewhere? Yes. Right. Yeah, I'll come back. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> this has been Literary Carrie, a production of <laughs> Carrie and Joel Radio, <laughs> supported by viewers like you. <laughs>